Hey, it's Stu with Bitcoin and Financial Independence, and I'm back with another podcast. It's still been a little bit crazy around here, but I'm trying to stick with it and put out some content. I have spent a good amount of time just learning about podcasting so I can show up better for you. Also, have been guesting on a few other podcasts, so I'll be sure to share which podcasts I've been guesting on and share those episodes so that you can go listen to those if those are of interest to you, depending on the topic. But today I'm going to be doing a review of a documentary that was just released yesterday on September 6th, and it's called Get Smart With Money. And I heard about this from Paula Pant. I'm part of her community. I'm on her email list, and she is one of my favorite personal finance bloggers, podcasters, just a very thoughtful person, very smart and clever with her money. Uh, a really good mindset coach, all that. She's a great teacher, and I saw a post from her about it, and I was like, okay, I know what I'm watching tonight. So I wanted to recommend this documentary to anyone that feels a little uninspired with their finances. It was really well done, one of the better documentaries on money that I've seen. It's very relatable. What the documentary shows is these four households that are having different types of struggles uh, there's one household that has a lot of debt that just is an emotional spender and she gets coached on that. There's another one that is in this paycheck to paycheck cycle that is unfulfilled, not doing the type of work that she wants and she's running a deficit just to tread water. She's not getting anywhere that she wants to be and so she's looking to break out of the cycle, earn more, do some side hustles. There's another one that was really high income. He's actually, um, I believe, an NFL quarterback, Tease Tabor, and he's had like a huge amount of money, but spent some and still had a few hundred thousand laying around, but had no income for a certain amount of time because of injuries. Uh, so that's pretty interesting to see. And he had no investments. He was just, you know, kind of splurging on all this stuff. Uh, when as an athlete, you really have to be careful because your income can plateau and stop after age 30 or so. Uh, so that was a really interesting take I didn't expect to see, that I haven't really seen anywhere else. It's just not a very common viewpoint. Um, and then finally there was this uh, other family that was working towards early retirement and making huge drastic life changes with how they grocery shop, where they live, downsizing their house, just cutting really hard so that they can save 50% of their income and be able to retire early. I mean, this was a family that was doing really well. They were spending like $13,000 a month. And I just, I can't even imagine, but, you know, they basically cut their spending in half and kept their earning about the same and going up. But but now they have so much more room that they're saving so much that, yeah, they could retire in like five or 10 years uh, before they're 40. So you've got a really good, diverse set of characters, a diverse set of uh, people these households that are having very different struggles with very different goals, different things that mean a lot to them. Some of the time the answer is budgeting. Some of the time the answer is paying down debt. Some of the time it's just investing at all. And some of the time it's it's uh, investing like super aggressively. And obviously the one I relate to the most is the family that's going for early retirement that's being really aggressive with saving and investing. But I know that may not be the case for you. You might be struggling with debt payoff or being unfulfilled and trying to just build some breathing room in your life. 
So there's a lot to take away from all this. Um, let's get into who the coaches are because what they do is everyone in this movie ends up with a coach. And that's what drew me into this movie was Paula Pant from Afford Anything. I'm going to watch this because I'm a big fan of hers. But I also had Mr. Money Mustache, and I struggle with his real last name, but it's Pete Adeni, I believe. And he was the first exposure I had to financial independence, retire early. Huge blog, very popular. It's reached like 23 million people across the world and uh, went far above and beyond whatever he thought it would be. And yeah, he was really great. It was pretty subtle, but just everything about him is just efficiency um, of, of health, of skills, of, of just building and doing productive things, not just cutting for cutting, but but like cutting and learning new skills and, and just being fulfilled with life. And uh, it's pretty subtle how it's taught, but uh, it's definitely something that I've tried to apply. Uh, the, the other coaches I was a little less familiar with, but there was Ross Mack, who is the host of a social media show called Maconomics. I believe I've watched this guy on YouTube quite a bit because I think he teamed up with SoFi, SoFi Bank on YouTube to give these money tips. So I've I've watched some of his stuff, and I like him. He's he's got a lot of good points. Um, he was helping tease Tabor with his finances, and just the basics of getting started, opening up a brokerage account. Many people haven't done this um, unless you have a four hundred one k that automatically gets set up, and maybe put you in a target date fund. People may not know how to open up a brokerage account and pick a fund, which fund to choose, how to look at fees, how to look at your risk. You might pick a lot of different funds, but they might overlap with each other. So just how to allocate your portfolio and all that. So I thought that was a pretty good, really basic overview where it talks about the S&P 500, which is basically the approach that I take as well. But know that if you want to open a brokerage account, I can also hop on a call with you we can set up a Zoom. I'd be more than happy to help anyone out there set up a brokerage account and pick funds and just know what they're looking at. My preferred brokers are N1 Finance or Fidelity, uh, maybe TD Ameritrade. Um, I know in the in the documentary they used E-Trade, which is a fine broker as well. There's a lot of good ones out there, but let me know if you ever need help and we can set up a coaching call and just get things going for you. Uh, same thing, obviously, with Bitcoin, which is the main focus of the show, but I'm going to start branching out a little bit more into stocks and a little bit more into real estate. Um, but that segment with Ross Mack working with Tease Tabor was really good, just about understanding volatility, understanding risk, understanding compound interest. So that was that was great. And then Tiffany Alicia, she is a, a finance expert and the author of a book that's called Get Good With Money. I, I had never heard of her not familiar with her at all, but she really did something that I that I liked. Um, imagine like this quadrant, right? Kind of like four square. And you got these two squares on the left, two squares on the right. And on the left side, we're going to put likes and wants. On the right side, we're going to put needs and love. Now, most of your money should be going towards needs and loves. And I found that pretty interesting. Uh, I'm getting my dirt bike here soon. I gave it up for a long, long time. Um, I love dirt bikes, and obviously we have our needs, things like a mortgage, food, maybe car, uh, stuff like that. Obviously, we need to spend money on things that we need, and we want to spend money on things that we love. But the things that we love might 
be, and tend to be, as Tiffany said, more expensive. So you might love art, or you might love fancy watches. You might love dirt bikes like me, just things that are a little more expensive. You might like extravagant vacations or travel, um, things like that. But on the left side, let's go over here with things that we like and things that we want. These things are tending to be cheaper, things that you want. You know, do you just see something at Target? You see something on Amazon or online shopping or Facebook ad, and you're like, okay, I want that. I'm going to get it because it's quicker and it's easier and it's cheaper than what you love. Uh, same thing with things that you like. You know, you might buy something and think, oh, yeah, I'm going to use this. I like it. I'm going to use this for, you know, a few months at least. Um, it's the same thing with our kids. We do this to our kids. You know, my son is uh, having a birthday, and all he's asking for is a motorcycle. Now, I'm not sure we're ready for him to have a motorcycle. Um, I'm not sure if we are ready to have multiple motorcycles in our family just because that is an added expense. But he loves motorcycles. <laughs> he doesn't ask for any other little toy. He doesn't say, oh, I want Spider-Man. Oh, I want this little thing you know he he doesn't talk about that he loves motorcycles and and i've tried to um, you know even talk with family like maybe we'll do this for christmas or something a little bit bigger where all the grandparents whatever they were going to do you know maybe we roll that into a motorcycle just because it's such a big ticket item and it can be kind of a collective family gift and then maybe still give him something to open Otherwise, the option is that he gets, you know, possibly several things, little things to open, but he doesn't actually get what he loves. He gets something that he maybe likes or wants, but, you know, it's just going to end up in a toy bin and then eventually donated. So I found that as adults, as kids, this happens a lot. We want to spend more time on the right side with needs and loves so this was really cool from from tiffany a great framework and you can see it more on the documentary it's on netflix by the way i don't know if i mentioned this is a documentary that is widely available to everyone because it's on netflix so uh, go check it out i think you'll find yourself relating to these four people they just cover such a broad spectrum paula was coaching this young lady that was basically waitressing and bartending and and just spinning your wheels, no savings, um, some mental health struggles where she just wanted insurance. And it, it kind of shows her, well, let's explore a few different side hustles that you can do really quick and easy and take your unique skills. They talked and explored uh, dog walking. She's very artistic, very skilled that way. She ended up also getting mural gigs with her city, I believe. And so... Just some really cool stuff that she was able to pivot and ditch a job that was a little lower paying in favor of growing this reputation, of growing this this uh, the side business of selling her art, teaching art, all these things. So I thought that was really inspiring, really cool, because sometimes we're just a little uninspired, we're spinning our wheels, we're stuck. We need to pivot and try something different, and it can be a process because you can do you know, gig economy like uh, DoorDash or Uber, Lyft, um, and a great way to get money in the door really quick, but it's not going to give you any long-term, big, scalable increase. So I like that it focused on, well, let's build something that's going to grow and grow and grow, hopefully, uh, something that's a little bit more scalable, like, for example, teaching this art class where 
Not only is she building up this reputation in the community, becoming more well-known, uh, possibly getting more mural gigs, but she's she can scale up how much she teaches and become more widely known and sell more art. And selling the art is not that hard because you can just make prints of the art that you've already done. So as you add to your collection, it just gets bigger and bigger. So I love that. The scalable part is the hard part. That's kind of like what I'm doing with the podcast. Throughout my career, I've had several different jobs in the same line of work in IT. And I've always struggled. You know, I I got a job at this big tech company out of college. It was prestigious, and I was just so excited. And it's just amazing how fast that wears off. And I was tired of it, and I didn't like it. And I was like side hustling like crazy. I was driving Uber and Lyft just to get some extra money, uh, just to build up bandwidth, just to so I could save and invest more so I could retire earlier and pull my future forward a little bit. And I was trying to also shift within the company to get a new department to something that interested me more, that would be more fun, and uh, I never could. And so I ended up switching and I went to a contract and I remember being so excited to have been hired on this contract but again when I got into the job the the excitement and the shininess just faded so fast and you know my next job was a little bit better um, as far as what I wanted to do and I enjoyed the work that I was doing and the people I was working with but then there was some toxic uh, culture there and I ended up leaving that place same thing with the next one I'm finally in this good spot after seven years into my career where I love what I do, I enjoy my daily work, the people I'm with are great. I don't feel like hustling anymore. I don't feel like hustling anymore. I don't want to take those odd jobs. I don't want to do these random things. So I lost my desire to hustle on the side and earn the quick buck, and that's why I'm doing the podcast, uh, because that to me is, okay, I like talking with people. I like sharing my story. Um, and I felt like the podcast was the best medium for it. And so that's what I started. It's a really slow build. It's very hard to monetize for me. I haven't monetized. But it is going to kind of lay this foundation because I've got this huge body of work, this backlog that's building up. And over time, as it becomes more well-known, I think it, it will be uh, a better long-term side hustle down the road than one of those short-term Let's just make 20 bucks for today type things. So sorry for the rant, but you'll you'll see a lot of great stuff in this documentary. If you or someone you know is struggling with it and you're trying to get on the same page or you're trying to uh, break out of a cycle, uh, get to the next level, check out the documentary. I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, get your spouse on board, get your family on board, and hopefully you'll find yourself in a better spot really soon. Also, let me know how I can help. You can set up a coaching call with me. You can email me or go to my website. Uh, you can also leave me a voicemail if you have any feedback for me or the show. And if you have any questions, I could possibly play your voicemail on the air and coach and cater to you to help you with your problems. So with that, remember financial independence is doable. I'll talk to you later.